0: Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of the European Show. Today I'm joined by Nick again.
1: Hi everybody, welcome back.
0: And today we're going to mainly look back at all the Champions League games that happened during the week. We're also looking ahead to any outstanding league fixtures as well. So we're going to first start in the Bundesliga as Bayern are playing Leipzig at the weekend. But first of all we're going to look at Bayern's Champions League match. So... During the week, Bayern played Atletico and they drew 1-1. And I, I think it's safe to say that it was basically the João Felix show for the majority of the game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for the first 60 minutes, Atletico as a whole was was really dominant over Bayern. And, and well, Atletico's attacks were, were led, as you said, almost all of them by João Felix and Carrasco as well. They were both playing on the same wing and together they connected and they played some very, very nice, very beautiful football which which isn't really something which isn't a phrase you don't really associate with atletico madrid often but but yeah those two were really nice together dribbling very nicely passing connecting well as the match went on the team got tired the um no one was able to finish the the chances created early on and well as the result shows that that came back to bite and but Bayern made subs brought in the some big boys muller knabry and it completely changed the game yeah, and
0: and this clearly benefited Bayern as well as as Thomas Müller won the penalty and scored the resulting penalty as well. But one of the players that did look impressive is Jamal Musiala. He started in a in a midfield two, in a three back, so that would require normally a lot more defending from the midfielder. But he but he entrusted Flick entrusted Musiala with the ability to play there. And he definitely proved it as he was not afraid at all to run at any of the Atletico defenders or the, or the team itself.
1: Yeah, and- I mean, Bayern lined up a, a very young team with, with quite a few young prospects who aren't fully developed yet. And it was noticeable for quite a lot of them. Most of them were pretty weak. They, they didn't really stand up, uh, show up to... They didn't really play as well as they needed to. But I mean, you can't really blame them. They're quite young, except for Moussiala. Musiala really was was the one who was leading the attack. I actually think he was um, Bayern's best attacker in the in the first half. Sané wasn't quite on yet, and and Douglas Costa, his stuff wasn't working out for him. And then Musiala was the one there, dribbling nicely, creating the chances. So he was very impressive. I, I enjoyed watching him a lot. But overall,
0: this result is not ideal for Atletico,
1: as although last week we were talking
0: about how Lokomotiv Moscow may overtake them, it's actually looking like it could be RB Salzburg and who, who ended up beating Lokomotiv Moscow 3-1 as well. And it, if if I'm going to be honest, I would be more fearful of a Salzburg team than the Lokomotiv Moscow team because the Salzburg team have more attacking threat and are a lot younger and more energetic with players such as Sidoy Koita and Dominic Sabozlai able to cause issues for, for that Atletico team. And the fact that it is also in Salzburg as well may cause some big issues for, for the Atletico team.
1: Yeah, the, for me, the main point there is Atletico just need a draw. And I mean, Simeon is a manager who, know, who knows his stuff. He almost certainly won't allow Salzburg to to pull ahead and to, and to really just knock Atletico out of the Champions League. It happened once, once a few years ago with Karabakh, and I and I don't think Simeone will be allowing that to happen again. Even if he has to sit down and defend for 90 minutes, he's perfectly capable. If he has to go out on attack, if he realizes that he wants to win by just going out on attacking from the very start, which he doesn't often do, he he will do it. He he has learned his lesson, I believe, and it would really really shock me if if he he allowed um, Salzburg to to beat him and to knock him out of the Champions League.
0: Whereas Bayern, obviously, this game didn't matter because they'd already qualified. Yeah, um, it,
1: it, it it certainly seemed like if they were saving their saving their players <laughs> up for a for a game coming up.
0: Yeah, and their opponents are coincidentally the other Red Bull team, being Red Bull Leipzig, and so they they won four three against Istanbul Baskaya on Wednesday in a game. That was mental. The Leipzig you thought would have comfortably won. But Istanbul kept coming back at them and they were and they were lucky that Alexander Sorloth, who, who had a season himself in Turkey, managed to stump up the, the a, a late goal to equal them on nine points with Man United and PSG. Which gives them hope of still qualifying for the next round.
1: This is quite interesting because that means that now with the, with the result from the United PSG match there are now three teams all with 9 points going into the last game. Exactly and of so Man United against Leipzig which will
0: be the game to watch because you would assume PSG will be Istanbul but obviously this has shown that Istanbul can create issues. I can I, if Leipzig Leipzig haven't been defensively sound recently. And this have caused issues for them, as although you would think they've got Upermikano, Canate, and who are all, and Angelino, who are all promising and good defenders, they're still struggling as they are all still relatively young. But I, I can see them maybe pushing through and forcing themselves into second place for the for the Champions League. But they, this is the issue they have as as they have two big games coming up against one Bayern Munich and then Man United as well. So this Bayern game, it's still unknown yet whether uh, Robert Lewandowski, Leon Goretzka, quarantine tolisso and Manuel Neuer will be back. I imagine they were all rested apart from Toliso due to the fact that the game didn't really mean as much. So Bayern will be close to full strength. This is the same with Leipzig. So Last year, Leipzig were one of the only teams to to cause issues for Bayern. And and two points only separate Bayern from uh, Leipzig from Bayern. So if Leipzig win, this will blow the title race wide open. And it will be positive for Leipzig, especially because last year they did have Timo Werner. He did cause a lot more problems than the current crop of strikers. So now we're going to look at Dortmund, who are against Eintracht Frankfurt. Dortmund qualified last night with a 1-1 draw versus Lazio after they conceded a, a penalty and Chiro Mobile scored. But that was after a, a fine fine team goal, which was finished off uh, by Rafael Guerrero. But most importantly, going into this game, is the fact that Haaland ha- is out now for the rest of 2020 which is big.
1: Yeah, it's really big because, I mean, their big goal scorer, one of the biggest goal scorers in Europe is gone. And you could really tell last game where they had to play Royce Stryker and you can you, you saw that he hadn't played there in a while. He really isn't what Haaland is. He, he doesn't mean as much to the team in in terms of crea- in, in terms of finishing chances and in terms of j- just getting the goals, right? So well, the rest of the year without Haaland is going to be very tough for Dortmund, I imagine. Exactly. So they have all the
0: players that can walk the ball into the box and do the hard part, but they're going to miss that cutting edge and and that man who will be there in the right places at the right time. And you could see it against Lazio where there'd be times where the ball would be flying across the face of goal and no one gets onto the end of it. And that would be normally where Haaland would sit. So this will take the Dortmund team back to before January last year or this year, when they were without Haaland and scraping results away should we say but they do have a striker with the ability to do the same thing but the problem is he's 16 and, and that's that's Yusif Makoko so it may be his time to shine but i don't think Lucien Favre will throw him into the deep end at such a young age but if he did and it proved it and Makoko proved to play well then they're on a winner there. And so the other Bundesliga team in action was Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Inter Milan. So Inter won this game 3-2. Lukaku has scored all his Champions League goals this season against Mönchengladbach, two, two on Tuesday night and two in the return game in Milan. And he's proving to still continue his fine form and be the world-class striker he is. But who is needing praise is Alisson Player, who... Is himself becoming a goal scoring expert. He, he he he's on five goals currently, but he should be on six.
1: Yeah. What do you, what do you what do you make of of the third goal, Mister Jack? So the uh, a long pass towards uh, Stefan Liner,
0: uh, who's not offside, gets the ball, passes it back to Alison Player, who's also not offside, and he shoots with the ball going in. Real Mbolo was standing in an offside position, but decides to jump out of the way like a smart person would do, not touching the ball. And he also proceeds not to be blocking Sami Handanovic's
1: view, which... Yeah, he, usually when, uh, when a player is blocking the goalkeeper's view and then the goalkeeper concedes, the, the goalkeeper goes fucking ape shit. Like, he, 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 like you, you will usually see keepers complaining straight away to the ref, trying to get the goal, trying to get the goal um invalidated. But but here, Handanovic didn't really seem to, to be bothered. He, he didn't consider that it was blocking his vision. He didn't appear to to, to have any complaints about it. But, but the ref clearly did. The, the, the ref had other ideas. And so that, that meant the goal was ruled out. And if you look for Liverpool's winner
0: against West Ham United, I know that England and VAR aren't stuff you should really be comparing. Jordan Shaqiri plays a, a ball through the West Ham defence. Sadio Mane is standing in an offside position and he moves out the way to allow Diego Jota to score and the goal stands. I don't know why this could not be the same situation as that goal, that disallowed goal is so crucial in the contents of this group now. As going into the last match day. Gladbach are playing Real Madrid in a game where a draw would suit them both, but that it is too risky for both of them to play for a draw, as Inter Milan are playing Shakhtar, and Shakhtar have proven to cause issues for teams. And Inter Milan will be going gung-ho for this, as they need this win, to even be in with a chance of making it into the next round of the Champions League, which would suit Shakhtar down to t as as they regularly score from a counter-attack so that 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 one goal being disallowed is blowing this group wide open and makes group B and group h to the get groups that you should really be watching out for going into the last game week of the champions league so and the final game we're going to look at is the berlin derby so if you didn't know what the berlin derby was it consists of Union Berlin and Hertha Berlin. Union are high-flying this season. They're currently sixth. Whereas Hertha Berlin, who you would consider their, more, their bigger rival, as well as a, the bigger team in general, are only 13th. And Union have only lost once. This is Union Berlin's second season in the Bundesliga. And last year, it was a winner piece for, for each team, with Union winning 1-0 in, at Union Stadium. And Hertha winning 4-0. And the player to watch out for is Max Cruiser, The journeyman himself is playing very well at Union right now. And being one of the main reasons why they are pushing so high up for 6. So we're going to take a, a small break right now. And then we'll be back with La Liga and Serie a.
1: Hi, welcome back from the break. We we over here will be drawing the, the the focus a little bit now to to some of the Liga teams, starting with with Sevilla who played Chelsea. It was a totally remarkable game because because of Olivier Giroud, this guy woke up woke up crazy. He just went out, scored four goals, four very very nice goals, and I mean Sevilla just got. Destroyed 4 that they they didn't really stand a chance they they did attack a little bit they did g- get a little bit active in the in the middle of the game a little bit before halftime a little bit after halftime but for the rest of it they they just weren't into it they, um, the the starting lineup was was pretty weak it's not their usual starting starting eleven and they didn't really play with a lot of energy as, as Jack commented to me earlier when Conde came on he was tragically bad. He, he didn't have his head in the game. He wasn't playing at his fullest. However, that quite likely is because Sevilla will be wanting to save themselves for a, for a game this weekend. So similar to what Bayern did. Sevilla is playing Real Madrid. It's one of the biggest games in Spain. Sevilla, Sevilla the, the biggest team in the south of Spain in terms of reputation and, and right now in terms of footballing quality, debatably. BRL is quite close. And then Real Madrid, the, the, <laughs> the Giants, of course. So coming into it, Sevilla looks stronger in terms of of form and also in terms of team fitness, because they rotated their team quite a lot, they didn't give it all out in the midweek and as for Real Madrid, well, they're, they're quite frankly shit at the moment, to be honest, as, as the game during their midweek showed, they aren't, they, they aren't their usual selves at all. They, they lost. 2-0 Two 0 against Shakhtar in a shock, shock, shock result. I I I put them down for a win like in, in the in the last podcast, and I, I I don't understand what happened to be honest because uh, Real Madrid went out went out motivated. They went out to win the game, but they just somehow didn't manage to score. I, I I just don't understand. Shakhtar's defense isn't exactly amazing. They they've conceded ten goals in the two previous Champions League matches, but but somehow Real Madrid just didn't get through. And Asensio did come quite close. He hit the he hit the post. Uh, he hit the post once. He also got a good shot goal, which the which the keeper really had to stretch out for. Him. But but they just didn't get the ball in the back of the net. And then in the second half, the the, the game changed. Schecter went out to to press a little bit more, got a little bit more offensive, and they exploited the the less Real Madrid defense who as we've mentioned multiple times with other captain the real madrid defense is utterly symbolic it's it, it's so fucking bad man like, like i mean even even ramos is a pretty good defender and all but he, he's more than just a single a single player he's a leader and he organizes the defense and and with him missing it, it's tragic the, the focal point of this game was Varane, because yet again a mistake a, a mistake from him cost a cost a goal except every, everyone overall was just disorganized not knowing what they were doing letting Shakhtar attack them all the time and and right Varane was a target of the first goal but it came from a from a misunderstanding between him and, and Ferland Mendy Ferland Mendy didn't quite clear the ball well and then and then it just landed a little bit between him and Varane a little bit be, behind Varane actually and then they just didn't communicate and neither and neither of them went to to clear it and then and then so the so the ball was just hanging in the box, and then Dentinho just came in, took advantage, slotted it past Courtois. Not much the Belgian could do really. But and then with with Schachter in the lead, they they just carried on with their momentum, it just kept doing the the right things defensively, got another goal in, and and the match was over. Like I, I I don't understand what happened. So this put this puts Real Madrid in a very very tough position because now they will. They will be playing Gladbach, as, as we've previously mentioned, in in their final game week of the Champions League, and they desperately, desperately need to win this because because if not, they're going to Europa or even possibly just completely knocked out of the uh, of Europe because because if Inter beat Shakhtar. And Real Madrid lose to Gladbach, then then they just finish last in their group. It's game over. So Real Madrid will will really really just have to beat Gladbach to to ensure that they go through. And even if they beat Gladbach, a uh, Shakhtar win against Inter, which is quite unlikely to be fair, will knock Real Madrid out. So Zidane will, will, will is in a really tough spot because he's got to go out and and play a good match now this weekend against Sevilla. Because it's a very crucial game for for Ramadji's season. He's got to go out and beat Sevilla and then beat Gladbach within, what, five days of each other? So his team is going to be stretched thin. In terms of morale they're they've probably hit rock bottom but you can say something similar about Sevilla conceding four goals even when you're not really trying to win the game it is is never pleasant so it's going to be an interesting match yeah and Sevilla Sevilla Real Madrid is a crucial game in terms of in terms of the league standing because Sevilla is only one point behind Real Madrid now with a with a game in hand so if Real Madrid don't win this game and put some distance between them and, and then the Lucian team, then they will most likely be overtaken by them at some point. So what will Real Madrid have to win this game if they, if they want to keep their morale up and just not completely collapse and lose momentum? So it's going to be quite interesting. And now we're going to look at Barcelona versus
0: Cadiz. So Cadiz is sixth. And Barcelona seventh. Barcelona are coming off a 3-1 win against Ferenc Suarez with a much-changed team from normal. Dembele has been looking good. They did captain the team, which me and Nick both find particularly
1: odd. It's important to note that Busquets began captaining the team until he got (laughs) stopped off. (laughs) And Griezmann and Braithwaite are both playing well. Yeah, t- t- together uh, playing together Griezmann is clearly more comfortable having a striker to pass the ball to just like he did all, almost all throughout his most of his career with with Atletico Madrid so so this new system change almost and this new player he can connect with is seriously helping him
0: and so as cadiz have caused a, a bit upset already beating real madrid
1: do you think they can do the
0: same and beat barcelona although barcelona will have messi i,
1: I think it's very possible that that cadiz will will beat barcelona i don't think I, I mean i i will obviously say any day that barcelona are favorites to win this game i think the most likely outcome is barcelona wins but it's still quite possible that that cadiz will at least force barcelona to to drop points because well i mean barcelona is having similar problems to to real madrid in terms of they just can't get their groove on this season they they're defensively weak and well i mean they're they're in a slightly better position right because they've come out of three good games and griezmann especially is, is plugging in he's he's getting into form so i mean i'm pretty sure barcelona will win this but cadiz especially a defensively strong cadiz will will really be Giving them a tough fight, and 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 I imagine, I I can definitely see the the possibility of 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 Gadis ma- making them drop points. So now we're going to look at Syria. So
0: the mo- the biggest game this weekend is is most notably the Turin derby. So fourth place Juventus against eighteenth place Torino. Uh, but. And so Juventus are coming off a 3-0 win against Dynamo Kiev. But the game itself wasn't really that important, with the most important thing being Stephanie Fraper being the first woman ever to referee a Champions League game, which is showing women are finally making big steps in the men's game. But in the game itself, Ronaldo scored his 750th career goal. He will probably likely play against Torino, but defensive issues for Juventus are still rife. So it does mean they may be susceptible to a to a lapse in defense leading to a loss or a draw like what happened against Benevento. So if Juventus do win this it's then relying on Ronaldo once again, and then if they lose or draw, then my conspiracy of Juventus relying on Ronaldo has just been proven false. So, and Juventus' next game in the Champions League is against Barcelona, but that's really just a game of who finishes first or second. So the next game is that we're going to look at is or cover is Sassuolo versus Roma. So Sassuolo looking to bounce back after the loss against Inter. Roma looking to bounce back against their loss against uh, Napoli. This will help them both in the race for Europe. But this game is most important for Sassuolo. As, it, as if they win, it will show that they do mean business in the, being in the top six, really, of Serie A, and shows that they're, they're meant to be there and, uh, and that they, they're not going to fade away and end up mid-table or in the Europa League places come the end of the season. Milano playing Sampdoria And which Ibrahimovic and Pioli may be back Pioli definitely Ibrahimovic is still unknown And then Inter Milano playing Bologna And I imagine Inter will have a one-eye Their impending game against Shakhtar Atalanta drew surprisingly with Mitchell In the Champions League Which does blow the second place for that group open As Ajax also lost 1-0 to Liverpool And as Ajax and Atalanta are both playing each other on the last day, it'd be be interesting to see how this goes because you've got two teams that just really know how to attack. And I imagine Atalanta will probably end up finishing second as they are the stronger team now, as Ajax aren't anywhere close to what they were two years ago. The other Italian team in, in the Champions League is Lazio, who are actually in trouble after their draw against Dortmund. So in the final game, they play against Club Rouge, who won against 3-0 against Zenit St. Petersburg, leaving them only two points behind Lazio. And so that does mean if Club Rouge win, Lazio will end up in the Europa League. And that will ultimately be seen as a as a big error, really, because they should have comfortably finished second in that group. But Club Rouge are easily able to fight back now and they're not no longer the the whipping boys as they also did manage to get a draw against Lazio which is something to keep note of going into this game so we're going to have our goal sound break now where you're going to hear the goal song of Seviza in Turkey and then after we'll be back with Liga and we'll just wrap everything up really So we're back from the goal song break where you heard the Savisa Sports song. So Nick, what, what did you think about it?
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. Not as not as good as the Maccab Tel Aviv one. This one was a little bit more pop, pop oriented, not as fitting in my opinion to a goal celebration song, but it's quite energetic. I liked it. Eight out of ten.
0: And so that was obviously a Turkish pop song you heard. As as like last week, we don't know the name of it. So we're gonna we're gonna start with Liga. So, Lille are against Monaco at the weekend, which is a big game as both teams will be looking to overtake PSG. So, both teams have been in, in good form recently, apart from Lille's recent draw with Saint-Étienne. And Carol Henrique, we did talk about him in, during the PSG game for Monaco, but he has continued to impress and he is been on loan from Atletico Madrid but obviously the man that we will all focus on as we're recording this Leo are playing Sparta Prague and he is he's yet to score it's Jonathan David he'll be looking to improve on the 11 days he has not scored and we'll be hoping he'll do the same and we're going to put this out there that the reason he doesn't score a lot is because he hasn't replied to our interview request I'm not (laughs) saying that if he does he's going to become a I'm not saying if he comes on the podcast he'll become the top goal scorer in Liga,
1: but He will because I will coach him on how to become a world-class striker. We'll we'll teach him
0: how the movement and everything and and where he needs to score and stuff. And basically, he needs to improve off Borac Yilmaz, clearly. And so PSG uh, came off their 3-1 win against Man United where they... Seem to play considerably better than their past two games. As as obviously they had their main their big players on in Marquinhos, Mbappe, Neymar, Verratti, all being able to finally play. And and has this has put them in a good place for qualification for the next round as well. And and Neymar managed to do what he does best and finally and show what he's good at.
1: Yeah, it was it was his game really. He he, he was the main reason why PSG won. He scored the first goal and he scored a third. And, well, really, the the way he built up the third goal was very nice. Like, dribbling past three United players, admittedly not the hardest job in the world, but he still did it. He he dribbled three United players, passed it to Rafinha, and then then Rafinha just passes it back, and he tapped it in. The actual goal itself was that impressive. But overall, throughout the game, he was quite active, and he was he was doing Neymar things, wasn't he? He was just dribbling, passing nicely. A especially,
0: especially when the defender is Harry Maguire.
1: Harry Maguire, in his defence, didn't have that bad of a game. He, he, he was le- le- less absolutely tragic than usual, but I was still wouldn't call him the Maldini of our time.
0: And normally we, we wouldn't talk about the Premier League, but we, we do have to mention Anthony Martial's several misses. He
1: was so goddamn bad. Oh my days.
0: And and the amount of... He, and the, that chance he missed, it, the goal was basically wide open, but...
1: Yeah, and then later somebody squirted it to him. He had a fair amount of, of space to just shoot it into, and he just slams it into like the one place where the defender is going to slide into. You, 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 how does?
0: It's safe to say Anthony Martial is ice cold, but not in the right <laughs> oh, way. Oh no. uh, But PSG are going to have one eye towards tuesday for the game against istanbul albeit you expect them to win but istanbul could cause issues but the team will probably be much changed
1: so psg are playing a montpellier team who are fifth currently and two points behind psg they will be threatening to take the lead if they they will be intending to take the lead with a with a with a shock win but we will have to await what the match holds and i was going to talk about andy Delort and how he's Impressed
0: with six goals and four assists this season, but before recording this, he announced that he's got COVID, so he won't be playing, which will be a big, big miss for for Montpellier as they lose their main target man.
1: Plus, with, with Marquinhos back in PSG's defense, well, I mean, he he's their he's their ma- he's their main man right now. He he really shores up their their back line, and they will be more solid now. I, I I see. I think it'll be quite difficult for Montpellier to get some goals in.
0: Yeah, so we're both suggesting a PSG win here, but obviously we'll probably be wrong. And when we record the next episode, PSG probably would have been demolished. <laughs> but mm. in in good news, Marseille have finally won a game in the Champions League. Yeah, they it... they beat Olympiakos, which we expected them to do in the first
1: place. <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, it's quite impressive. I mean, they won with two penalties from Dimitri Payet. However, they were very, very good penalties. He slammed in both top right corner, very, very, very composed. He he knows his stuff, obviously. And also a stand-up player for me. Well, I mean, he's usually stand-up from Marseille. Uh, tovan he, he, he really played himself a good game, caused the first penalty. And it's nice to see him see him doing well in Europe again.
0: And... It, so they, their whole season hasn't been as shit as André Villas-Boas first put it. And it does leave Marseille the odd chance of still getting in the Europa League, which will be seen as a bit more success than their, than how the first half of their campaign went. And to finish off, we're going to look at Belgium, Genko against Antwerp. Genco second, Antwerp fourth. Antwerp are coming off or well, a Europa League game, as well as beating Leuven 3-2. And Genk also beat Cecil Bruges 5-1. Both could go top with a win, depending on results in, in other games, such as beer shots. But shout out to Theo Bongonda, who has had a habit of scoring braces constantly in his online nine goals. And Paul Onoachi. He's six foot seven and has twelve goals, which is more than a f- a favourite on this podcast, the Austrian Messi Holzenhauser. And so if Genk win, they'll they'll go top above Beerschot, but we hope Beerschot win and stay top. Because it's it'd be a good story for Beershot to, to be the first purple team in Belgium for a while to win the league. And so that's it for today. We'll be it's a bit this may be a bit shorter than usual, but it did, there hasn't been as much to talk about as we would like, but that's fine. We'll be back on Monday to look at the games and look ahead to the to the important Champions League games next week, which will give us a lot to talk about. So please follow us, like, subscribe, whatever. Do share. That's we're trying to grow. So please share with your friends, your family, whatever, your people that you see on the street. Just share it with us. We're trying to grow our audience.
1: And thank you for listening. And if you know any professional footballers who would have an interview with us, we would absolutely love that. Thank you very much. See you next week. Thank you and goodbye.